Coming up on TMS, I don't like WebMD. Your boots and pants and boots and pants. Give them to me now. There's money in the frozen iguana stand. Super bad airlines. I'm Mick loving it. And just like that, Randy is busted. 18 chicken breasts to sleep like the rock. The Waldorf to my Statler. The Denver airport is shaped like a penis and smokes grass. <laughs> Just play me some Spice Girls and shut up. Look it, here comes the fuzz. Flash European wiener mob. Don't be fooled by the smiling Peloton lady. Spruntariat. Stop trying to make Bing a thing with Bill. Fifty Shades of Blue with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Thank you for calling my voicemail. Now please explain to me why you just didn't leave a text message like a normal person. You weirdo. Okay, bye. In the bushes. Now. The Morning Stream. This is the morning stream, and this is my boomstick. Good morning, and welcome back to TMS, the morning stream for Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. I'm Scott, and he's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good. I'm better than yesterday, although I slept like garbage. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my sleep patterns lately, but... Uh, this is, the, this is the weird thing. I was kind of a grumpy ass yesterday, but mm-hmm. the night before I slept like a, like a perfect, it was perfect sleep. Like a baby. Slept like a baby. A baby. That's babies what they don't say. sleep very well, really. It, it, I don't know why we use that term because babies wake up, cry, bang on their crib, all that stuff. I guess when they like, do sleep, they're like super sound, but, but you're right. Yeah. Slept like a cat. Like cats, That's the better. way you watch a cat sleep and it's like, God, I wish I could, I wish I could sleep like that. Plus don't cats need like. 16 hours of sleep or something weird. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Well, anyway. 16 hours of sleep, uh, eight hours of knocking stuff off of countertops. But I slept like a, okay, a rock. There you go. Rocks never wake oh, up. Oh, rock is good. Yes, yeah. like the rock. I After, sleep like uh, the rock. 18 chicken breasts. Yeah. <laughs> 18 chicken breasts and six hours in the gym. I'm sleeping like the rock. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, uh, so I don't know why that was a thing. I should have been uh, refreshed and great. And then last night, slept terrible. Just in and out of sleep all night. The slightest noise woke me up. Just weird dreams when I did sleep. All that kind of stuff. And I'm in a fine mood today. So I don't know. Huh. I don't right. get it. Well, I'll take it. Whatever the reason is, I'll take it. Yeah. You, look, would you rather have well-slept grumpy Scott or no sleep happy Scott? I think the latter. Uh, right? I just could not be the Waldorf to your Statler yesterday. <laughs> I just couldn't do it, Scott. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, these damn commercials with their cryptocurrency and their NFTs. Yeah, I went old man yesterday a little bit, but uh, I still hate it all, but whatever. I know you do. <laughs> I'm I in know. a better mood now. And you, and you can. And you can and you should. You I should can and I should. That's right. Hey, uh, welcome back, everybody. We uh, we got a show to do for you. Uh, that's our commitment. That's our promise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we will complete the show today. We won't just stop halfway through and leave you hanging. We, there will, you'll find a, a beginning. We're in it right now. Yeah, unless a the power. A middle. Yeah. And then an end. And then an end, yeah. Now, the, if the yeah. power goes out or we have internet problems, those that changes oh, things. Oh, crap. I didn't even think about that yeah. possibility. So that Damn might it. happen. I'm not saying it will. Just saying it's yeah. happened before. It could happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is uh, we almost didn't have a show. I was supposed to have an appointment this morning. They canceled last second. So now we're here. So I'm really happy about it. But then after this, I got to go get... Um, uh, an eye thing, an eye appointment I have right after the show. And that's fine, except I had to push, because of other appointments, I had to push 
play retro to today, uh, which is fine. Dunaway's cool. We're good. We're going to still do it. But I'm going to be, I didn't even think about this. I'm going to be all dilated for that. <laughs> so it's going to be me oh, staring wow, at the no screen kidding. going, uh, I think that says video. Oh, video game. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, they give you those cool uh, one sheet plastic wrap around sunglasses to put on your face. Ooh, like the granny that. cataract glasses. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, maybe I'll ask for a pair. We, uh, we're going to the place where I don't know if she likes me saying her name here, so maybe I shouldn't. But anyway, a listener works there. So she's always very nice. We always catch up about stuff. And mm-hmm. I'll ask her. She'll probably say, yeah, here's a pair of uh, 90-year-old lady Great glasses. wraparounds. Yeah. yeah. I'll wear them on the show. Cool. Who am I? I don't have to impress anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you say, your clothes, give them to me. Give now. them to me now. Your boots, your jacket. What does he actually say? He says, yeah, he just says, your clothes, give them to me now. I thought he said boots. No boots. Why, why do I, I have know. boots in my head? And give Arnold- me your pants and boots and boots and pants. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have to like play that clip because uh, <laughs> is this the- there's some people that don't know what that is. They're, oh, it's yeah, been too what long. Referring to, do you have it handy? I do. It's right here. Check this out. Boots and pants and boots and pants. It's an old commercial we played years and years and years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking you were going to play the uh, Terminator, that, but yeah, I'm glad you played that one. Yeah, it's no, that's better. the one that matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it boots? Oh, in T2, he says boots. Ah, that's what but I'm when thinking he's of. talking to. Paxton, that's right. Hunker Paxton, yeah. Close, give them to me yeah, now. That's right. Right before his demise. Did Captain Cooper just give us the uh, the link right there? I don't know. That's what he does. He does. Yeah. Captain Kipper and AV Tech John, like quick on the Google. Oh yeah, the Google. Oh no, flu. he gave us the he gave us the T two one. Oh yeah, this is the boots. The, Let me yeah. zoom in here. The, the HUD. The uh, <laughs> Let's see if I can find this part. Yeah, here it is. Check this out. Since Captain Kipper went through the trouble, I will go through the trouble. Sure, sure. He's scanning him. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. So we were, we were both right. I was doing T1, you were doing T2. Yeah, and together we met in the middle and watched T3 and then regretted it. Too bad. I regretted every second Too of it. Too bad. Sorry, Cristiano Loken. All right, speaking of football, because yesterday there was football talk, we got a couple of follow-ups, yeah. and one of them I wanted to read here from Ryan in Michigan. Uh, okay. First of all, Ryan in Michigan tells me a thing that I've always wondered, and now we know. I'll get to that in a second. But he says, Dear Stafford and Breeze, these are football references, mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. Uh, on yesterday's show, Scott asked if the people of St. Louis were happy the Rams won the Super Bowl. I can't answer that question, but I can tell you, by and large, the people of Detroit are thrilled. Now he's going to explain why. Hmm. Uh, we Mich- Michiganders, that's the part I was going to point out. <laughs> oh, Michiganders, okay. I, yeah. I always wondered, if you. what do you yeah. call yourself if you're a Michigan uh, resident? Do you call yourself something else? And no, it's I guess it's Michiganders or Michiganders. Mich- Michiganders. Yeah. Oh, that, that's worse. I like Michiganders. Michiganders. Although then, then you sound like you're... Uh, uh, the goose gender. It's, uh, oh, you don't want. Yeah, 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 you can't be a yeah. goo- goose gender. That's no good. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to be a goose gender. Uh, yeah. We Michiganders watched uh, him play for twelve seasons wearing a Lions jersey. We knew he was an elite quarterback who would never get the recognition he deserved while playing for the Fords, uh, the family that owned the Lions. Uh, it's great to see him. Is that true? The Fords? Is it the same Fords? The Henry Ford family? 
I mean, Michigan, if it, it seems like it could be, right? The, that could be interesting. Ford, uh, yeah. yeah. I hope they're less racist yep. than people they're are, great. People are confirming, yes, it is the same Fords. Same Fords. Okay. Henry's Henry's children. Are they less uh, racist and anti-Semitic than their great-great-grandfather? <laughs> I hope so. He was kind of an ass. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, they own the Lions. It's great to see him and a team that is so focused on winning. He can now be in the conversation for who is the best quarterback playing today. Us Lions fans are on the wrong side of an abusive relationship with our team. It became a meme, but I know people who owned Detroit Rams shirts with the Lions logo sporting Rams horns. It's sad, but it's probably the closest we'll ever get to Super Bowl in my lifetime. Love the hobo, Ryan from Michigan. (laughs) Well, there you go, Ryan. There you go. Okay, so yeah, so um, some Lions fans happy, uh, some Lions fans not so much. I imagine so, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, Detroit was pretty good in the late 90s, early aughts. Yeah. What yeah. happened What happened since? What's going on, you guys? You had that oh, crusty no. coach. He had the cool mustache. He looked like a, he looked like <laughs> a buffer, more worked out version of Freddie Mercury or something. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. What was his God, name? Was his, I can't, oh. There's no way I'll ever pull that out of my I head. I don't remember, but they were good. They seemed all right. Mm. Oh, am I thinking of the Steelers? I might be. You know what? I might oh, be the Steelers coach. Are you thinking of the Steelers? Okay. I might be. So the Lions have never been good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> salt with Salt is saying, Detroit was never good. One playoff win my entire life, and I'm freaking 55 years old. So, yeah. So I think you might be thinking about... Uh, I think I'm thinking <laughs> of the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. So hold on. What, uh, what's the losingest team in the history of the NFL? It's not the Lions. It's got to be like the Browns or um, something. Right. I would think the Browns would be my would be my guess. They had a good they did have a good year this year, but for the most part the Browns were. Let's see if I Boy, can. Boy, how do you look that up? Losingest losingest team in the NFL. Well, here we go. Oh, here we go. Who is the worst team in NFL history? Okay. Well, that may just be like one season. But well, let's find out. Uh, worst team in the NFL record. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the lowest uh, win rate 0.397 <laughs> in 1976 yeah the Arizona Cardinals have the most loss rate uh, worst team but that doesn't um, that doesn't it only takes into account one year right it yeah. doesn't oh here we go every NFL team by historical winning percentage there how about that yeah that's good alright I like it alright uh, let's see here uh, Bleacher Report gotta be clear I would think so. so uh, Denver Broncos number ten. Oh, uh, in the first seventeen years of so they're they're a point five three three. New York Giants is a point also a point five three three. Oh, okay. So Denver actually on this list showing up the lowest. So they had a hard start. What that sounds like because they did fine later. Right? Yeah, but those beginning um, years maybe unless, a little rough. Unless they're counting no, I mean because they went they went up from there, but then they're showing. Which franchises just missed the cut? Colts with a five two eight, Pittsburgh Steelers five two nine, Kansas City Chiefs with a five uh, three two. So, oh, I'm sorry. So these are the top ten. Denver is number ten. Mm. This is not. This doesn't list every anything below ten. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. So Broncos are a little bit better. Than yeah, me. they're they're not as bad as you thought. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the, the, the Elway years were strong, though. You guys, you know, you had your moment. They were they were great, and the Peyton years were also very good. For that's us. true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Okay, I found one that says who is the worst team in the NFL regular season, and it says here it's a tie 
between the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. ding, and the twenty set that was the two thousand eight Detroit Lions and the twenty seventeen Cleveland Browns, uh, worst teams in the regular season based on forty forty three year win rates. Their record was zero and sixteen that year. Those so years. JC Calhoun also sent us a link. Uh, there's a Wikipedia article list of all time NFL win loss records, and these are current right up until today. Right, so this is. Uh, from the time that team started, first NFL season for that team to now, mm-hmm. number one team, Green Bay Packers, with a uh, win loss percentage of 0. .572. Yeah. Um, 782 games won. Lowest, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with um, a .402 since the team started in 1976. Damn. Sorry, Tampa Bay. What are you doing down there? Yeah. Exactly. Surprisingly, I would think the Browns would be somewhere in the bottom five or, or so. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Browns uh, since 1950, uh, 4.9, I'm sorry, a 0.49, so almost almost half, um, but number 20 in the list of 32 teams. Mm. Oh, you won't like this number, though. Here's our final stat. Who okay, has lost right? the most Super Bowls? And it's a tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know I know one of the teams yeah, in that tie. One of these is the Denver Broncos. The other, weirdly, is the New England Patriots. Despite them mm-hmm. winning many, they have lost yeah, many more. They've made it to a lot of Super Bowls. So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some of those those win, those win winning years with your freaking GOAT quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, you, you got to kind of look at it as a well. All right, what? How many times have other teams made it to the Super Bowl? Sure, mm-hmm. we lost, but you know, we made it to the big game. Yeah, the uh, I guess the 2009 St. Louis Rams, now L.A. Rams, were the worst team ever. Mm-hmm. So they're at number ten oh, of really? the losingest. Yeah, <laughs> which is great because they just won. So take that. Yeah, take no that. Kidding. Despite their peeps looking pants they were wearing. Stupid hey things. Scott, I'm 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 a nerd. I, I don't care about football. I care about movies. I care about the Oscars. What what do we know about the Oscars? Well, Anything let me, new? Let me tell you about this email I got from Edward Wendig. Weedig? Okay. Weedig. Wendiggy. Wendiggy. Would you say Weedig? Wedig. Wedig? I would say Wedig. Probably Wedig. Okay, yeah. that's good. He says uh, this is in re- uh, regards to drive my car which you mentioned yesterday. Uh, an Oscar contender, I suppose, that's hard to see, right. or that you were. Was this the one we were saying wasn't in full theater release Correct. or something? It was in art theaters, uh, so limited release in art theaters, not even in full full release in mainstream AMC's and Regals and stuff like that. Well, Which, he's he he says I mean, this. Since you were talking yeah. about Drive My Car in the February fourteenth show and how it wasn't streaming, you'll be happy to know it's coming to HBO in March. Woo. So, yeah, uh, March second to be specific. So um, that first week of March, West Side Story and uh, Drive My Car, both on Max. So when I, I'm sorry, no, uh, um, uh, Disney Plus for West Side Story. Oh, so okay. that might mean it might be one of their premium charge deals. Oh, uh, could be. I don't think HBO is doing that, so you should be okay with the. Should be okay with it with Drive My Car. I feel like we'll be fine with Drive My Car, but uh, we'll see what happens with West Side Story. So, um, you know, we'll get back from um, California from the trip to California. Yeah, we'll watch those last two, those last two movies, and then start watching. Uh, oh no, Moon Knight's the end of March. There's something else that's the beginning of March that comes back like while we're gone. Like, oh, well, I guess we have to wait till we're back to be able to watch that. But I wonder what that is. Uh, I'll, it'll come to me and I'll... I'll... All right. I noticed the new uh, the, the Raised by Wolves season two has been trickling in, and I haven't watched any of it yet, but I really like that first season, so... 
Did you? Yeah, I yeah. started it and I I never finished it. Maybe I do need to go back and finish it. It's a weird show, but I think mm-hmm. I I think the weird worked for me and um mm-hmm. I, I you know a lot of people didn't like how it ended, but I it ended kind of cliffhanger and I I'm like, well, yeah, it's a series. They're going to probably try to do more of these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh and the new episode's been getting good reviews, so yeah, I got to get in there. Mhm. Uh, the last episode of season one was horrible. I don't know, J.C. Calhoun. I think it was all right. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest thing on the planet. <laughs> but it was okay. It was all right. You know, there are worse things on TV is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I saw an episode of Euphoria last night that if if a freaking Zendaya doesn't win an, an Emmy for her performance in this season, they're, this is all broken. She <laughs> really, she's okay. so wow. good in that. My gosh, she's good in it. And I, you know, all the rest of the series, she's good in all of it. But I'm, but in particular, in these last couple of episodes, it's, it's dealing with drug addiction. She's incredible in it. Like, I, I'm blown away. She, if she's not nominated, then you got this. Is all broken. It's all busted. <laughs> Forget the Emmys. Cr- trash them. Throw them away. We're done. Right, no more. Right. Golden Globes. All of it. She needs to win that stuff because she's. It's very, all. Very it's good. all broken. It's all been proven. Yeah, it's proven to be broken. Yeah, broken, busted. So at some point, I probably will break down and watch Euphoria. I mean, it's, you know, you included. Everybody that's uh, watched it says, it's good. Yeah, (laughs) it's good, but it's rough. They always preface it with that uh, heavy sigh, like, oh. It's really rough, but it's really good. And I'm not used to TV. Normally, this would be the kind of thing I would bounce off of because I'm like, ugh, this is gross or whatever, but... Something there. There's some some weird something there. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to uh, today's news. We got a whole slate of of breaking news. Everybody, Ooh. yeah. So get ready because now you're going to be informed. So here comes. Check it out. It's the daily news brought to you by Patron Rishi B, who says I have a public health podcast, Healthy Schmelthy focused on helping people make sense of what's going on in health news. Past guests include Jury, who talked about having a healthy relationship with politics, Tom Merritt, who joined me for Health uh, health Respective of the Twin Peaks show. That's crazy. All episodes at rishib.com. That's R-I-S-H-I-B-E-E.com. Thanks for the pluggerino. And, yeah, uh, man. Rishi, a great contestant from... Uh, Season one of America's Next Top Podcaster. Was season one, Is that right? right? I think it was, was season, it season one. one? Yeah, yeah, I think it was season one. I think so. Yeah, he was great. Always a good that's, guy. That's um, a good sign that, you know, we've done so many seasons that they're all kind of blurring together. It is, right? It means it's worked out pretty well. Yep. yep. Um, I was going to say something about, oh, Twin Peaks. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. <laughs> okay. I put it on Twitter because I was reminded of it, and I don't think I've talked about it here. Which is weird because we've talked about Twin Peaks before. It just never sure, came up. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah. But I went to Twin Peaks Elementary School as a kid, <laughs> and it's really? a, yeah. And we have a there's a place or part of the valley. If you look, you have to be in that part of the valley. But if you look straight up to the Eastern Mountains, there are two Twin Peaks, literally twins of each other. Mm-hmm. And any other angle on the valley, it looks wrong. But right there, it looks like Twin Peaks. Like, and, and that's where the place. school is. Yeah. So the school is like right so, down to the base of that. So you just uh, walk out of the school and you see Twin Peaks. So they call it Twin Peaks Elementary. And in the school, we had a teacher named Laurie Palmer. Mrs. Oh, Palmer. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Not Laurie. Laura. Not Laura, but Laurie. So close, Laurie. right? Like a how sister. Do you, how do you spell Laurie? Uh, L A R I E, right? Hold on. Okay. 
Laurie? Not Laurie, yeah. like L A U R I E, but Laurie? No, it's like Laurie. Um, let's see. There's lots of people with Laurie names, right? Like Hugh Laurie, his last name. Yeah, but that's L A U R I E. Oh, maybe I'm spelling it wrong. No, it is right. I'm sorry. L A U R E. Laurie. Yeah. But on him, it's pronounced Laurie, but is it. Uh, it's Laurie. Your is teacher was pronounced Laurie? I believe so. She was, and she wasn't. So I had Mrs. Phipps. Uh, this this uh, Palmer lady was second grade. I was in third grade then, so I didn't have her directly. But she we, we, she knew we knew she was there. And just the other day, we were going through some old stuff, and I found like all these kind of a, the equivalent of a yearbook at an elementary school, you know. And mm-hmm. sure enough, she was in there. But nobody's wrapped in plastic. Um, <laughs> nobody died. It's fine. Ray Wise isn't there. Everything's fine. Nice. Nice. Yeah, the, uh, we have in, in Longmont, we have the Twin Peaks Mall, and my friend Donnie and I got dropped off there on the way back from uh, a sailing trip at uh, Carter Lake and had to stay there overnight to wait for the bus to take us back to Denver the next morning. And um, of course, the mall was closed, but we had firecrackers and we found little cracks to shoot firecrackers into the mall through the doors, through whatever openings we could find. And we kind of raised hell. That's at perfect. The Twin Peaks Mall. That's yeah. perfect. No, that's what you're meant to do at that age. Yeah, know? at two, three o'clock in the morning. And it was, uh, we were horrible, horrible kids. That's, and um, That's amazing. Did you ever get in yeah. any sort of trouble for it or uh, no? None whatsoever. Okay. Somebody did call the police. And so we did have a little, like, we had to run. But uh, yeah. it wasn't like a, they're like right on our tail. It was like, oh, we heard the sirens. And so let's let's take off. Let's hike, as Donnie would say. Let's hike, Brian. Come on, Ooh, let's hike. Hike. We always said book yeah. it. We have to book it. Oh, uh, book it. Yeah. Yeah. Book it out of here, man. The fuzz. It's the fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never said it was the fuzz, but somebody did. <laughs> it's the hooskow. Yeah, the hooskow. Oh, my gosh. My dad used to say hooskow. <laughs> We're gonna end up in the Hooskow, which was jail, right? Wasn't that the yeah, deal? That was jail, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? The Hooskow or the Popo? We're getting chased by the Popo. Yeah, the Popo's good. Cheese it, it's the fuzz. I've heard that. Cheese it, it's the fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Like that beat one. feet. That's pretty good. Well, now or no? Uh, for a while in high school, it was. Uh, oh, what did we say? Oh, hall cheeks. Got to haul cheeks. Mm, haul cheeks, yeah. Yeah, just yep. meant move your butt, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's your first story about the National Weather Service. Exciting stuff, guys. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. They're warning Florida, all our Florida listeners, listen up. Uh, residents there may see frozen iguanas falling from trees. Mm, as I love cold. A good frozen iguana. Yeah. It's, mm, oh, man, it's the best thing. <laughs> There's money in the frozen banana, uh, frozen iguana stand. See, I, I couldn't even make the joke because I went right into the uh, banana the development. I do like that yeah. you said banana instead of banana. Banana. Because yeah. I was like merging my iguana, banana. Yeah, yeah banana. I like it. Uh, anyway, they say they may see some frozen iguanas falling from trees as cold weather slams the East Coast. The story's a little old now, but the idea was that uh, these creatures who are, you know, cold-blooded normally are fine in climes like Florida uh, would get too cold, and it, they essentially became, you know, <laughs> cryogenic at that point. Right, exactly. Like, just, just rigor mortis settled in, still alive. Yeah, still but, living, still there. But, uh, yeah, just like, uh, you know, Ellen Ripley in her in their little uh, pod, just going to the right, next planet, exactly. heading to the pr- prison planet. Uh, anyway, if you see this, <clears throat> this uh, happens, by the way, because lizards become temporarily paralyzed from sub-freezing temperatures. Uh, it says what, the main point of this was don't 
throw them because you think they're dead or put them in the trash or, you <laughs> Don't know. throw frozen iguanas. Right. People. Don't do it. <laughs> um, they said much of the state will remain mostly clear and frigid tonight. Chances for scattered, isolated, falling iguanas from trees. Uh, according to the animal experts, iguanas are usually not dead when this happens. Instead, the lizards, which are cold-blooded, become dormant to protect themselves against plunging tem- temperatures. Their joints become stiff, so they may lose their grip on branches, which causes causes them to fall. Uh, if you come across one, you're meant to leave it alone. Don't be picking them up, yeah. poking them or anything. Right, right. Uh, and uh, they said, let's see, uh, the creatures can occasionally still bite people while coming out of their frozen paralysis. Um, the other article I read was literally like, don't let kids like throw them and like, mm-hmm. you know, because you see a dead yeah, thing. Don't, and you're play like, with a, don't play with a frozen iguana. Yeah. Bio says, uh, this is all true. My uncle's friend got a concussion from a falling iguana. Really? Yeah. How big? Crazy. That's either a big iguana or it fell a long distance. From a high tree. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like some kind of terminal velocity on the iguana. That sucks. Mm-hmm. How do you get, how does that happen? Holy crap. I don't know. Talk about wrong place, wrong time. I mean, you go to the hospital and say, yeah, hit on the head with a falling iguana. That kind of stuff is no joke, man. They had like, uh, or who was uh, the news said the other day that. Um, oh, from the, a palm tree. Yeah, way up there. That's almost that's terminal iguana velocity yeah. is what that thing almost reached. So, so didn't, well, they found out what's his name didn't die of a heart attack in the hotel he was in oh it was, uh, uh, bob saget yeah that he hit his head and uh, went to sleep and yeah and didn't wake up so it was like the same as oh. um same as what's his name who used to do the oxyclean da, 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 that guy billy mays billy mays same okay. thing oh, uh, okay yeah hit his head in a plane or something then and some turbulence went home to his hotel laid down and died and they said it was like a concussion thing that sucks Jeez. it does suck you know what if i hit my head real hard i'm gonna not go to sleep that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Get checked out. Just yeah. make sure you're okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to blame these people. You know, I'm not going to blame the concussion. Or I'm not. I'm sorry. Let me say it again. I'm not blaming yeah. Billy Mays or Bob Saget for not doing yep, that. No. I'm just going to use their examples and go, oh, you know what? I'm going to try not to, to fall asleep because that seems bad. Seems like mm-hmm. a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the hospital instead of go, is it lupus? Is it lupus? <laughs> don't look uh, it up on WebMD either. Just no, go to the hospital. No. Just, just do the right thing. Don't ever look anything up on there. No, exactly. Go to, uh, you know what's pretty good is that Mayo Clinic website. If you're just looking for like, uh, what are the side effects of this medication I was prescribed? If you want to just find that and not go, well, it could be penile cancer. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking for, you know, oh, it caused dry mouth. Okay, thanks. And then leave. That's a good website for that. I like it. Okay. It was res- respectable. He had multiple head, head skull fractures. What? Is that oh, true? Dude, really? Pla- uh, wow. Citation needed, platypus surprise. <laughs> platypus surprise. I did not read that. I didn't. I had no idea. That, that makes it sound like he got beat up or something. Yeah. Because why would you just... You're not going to have multiple head fractures from bunking your head on a cupboard or something in the hotel kitchen. Oof. All right. Well, we'll find out later. Yeah. Uh, moving on to this story, the Dutch, the Dutch are in the news. Okay. What are the uh, Dutch doing? What are the Dutch up to these days? No good as usual. <laughs> uh, some Dutch organizers plan to throw eggs at Jeff Bezos's mega yacht, and I can't quite decide how okay. I feel about this. I think I'm. Part of me wants to say yeah, and then part of me is like, <laughs> eh, probably shouldn't do that. 
Um, they'll probably get in trouble. But anyway, the uh, Amazon owner Jeff Bezos gets his $500 million mega yacht in June. It may come primed in the egg yolk. More than 1,200 Dutch protesters. Oh, wow. That's a lot. It is. Yeah. It's like one of those naked photo shoots they always do. You know the ones I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. There's always a like naked a... naked Dutch photo shoot? Well, I don't know if it's the Dutch, but there's always like some European group of like a thousand people. They're all naked on a beach and they're all laying down or something. And then some guy's taking pictures. There's always okay. something like that going on. Some JC Calhoun, I'm counting said, on you, buddy. You just said somebody taking pictures at a nudist beach is it's, what happens. Well, maybe, but it's it's like all planned and it's meant to be art. Oh, okay. And I don't know gotcha. why they do it, but they they keep doing it. Anyway, real uh, flash mob. <laughs> yeah, true flash mob. The flashiest of mobs. Right, wieners out. I say. Uh, let's see, twelve hundred people. Uh, they organized to shell the big boat with eggs when it passes through the most uh, or the city of Rotterdam. Uh, that's where his historic. Cunning shaven bridge is, or might I'm sorry, might have to be dismantled so Bezos' uh, 400 foot yacht vessel oh. thing can get through there. Oh, geez, that's Come on, lame. Find another way. Go, a di- don't get a boat that big, or find another you know, way. That, that is reason to egg. Uh, Egg his boat, right? Oh, we have to take apart a bridge so that he can come through. I'm starting That's... to be pro-egg here. Are you? Yeah, I am. Now I'm on the side of the eggs. Yeah, I'm on the outside. The Dutch eggs are, have got it right. Uh, let's see. The Dutch city. Um, let's see. Where is it? Oh, okay. The nearly century-old bridge. So it's almost 100 years old. 131 feet above uh, water level, which may not be high enough for Bezos's trio of masts to pass under safely. I say break the mass and buy new ones, you billionaire freak. Yeah. Just let out some air out of the uh, bottom of the boat so that it sinks a little bit. And uh, like the tires, you know, when the truck gets stuck under the bridge and the kid has the bright idea to let some air out of the tires so the truck can pass through. Dude, I'm ready for this to be egged. I want to egg it. <laughs> you want to see it. I yeah. want to see some eggs. Yeah. I wonder if this probably hasn't happened yet. I don't know what the date was on this. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, let's see here. A Dutch city agreed to dismantle the historic bridge to make room for his super yacht, calling all Rotterdams. Take a box of rotten eggs uh, with you, and oh, they just they want rotten eggs, do they? How do you wow. get, how do you make sure you get those? That's tricky. I don't know. Buy them a week <laughs> before in Rotterdam. You've got rotten eggs. Yeah, Rot- R- rotter eggs. Rotter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throw them in mass at Jeff's super yacht when it sails through the Hef and Rottingham. They say on their Facebook group. Uh, the Hef is how locals know this bridge. It was built in 1927. Uh, it was uh, Rotterdam was built from the rubble by the people of Rotterdam, and we don't uh, just take that apart for the phallic symbol of megalomaniac billionaires. Protesters continued on wow. Facebook, not without a fight. They say, "Jeez, I don't know." I'm kind of pro egg. I think I'm. I'm in. I, I, I kind of am too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you know what. You uh, if you're if you're driving cross country in a Tesla, you map out where your your charging stations are. Mm-hmm. If you're driving driving your new mega yacht through uh, Europe, you figure out which bridges you can get under and yep. you you adjust your roadmap slightly. I agree. I'm I'm Team Egg here. Uh oh, JC Calhoun. JC Calhoun dis- sticking up for Bezos. Yeah, what does he says, say? I hate to stick up for the rich, but this isn't his fault. The company built it there, and they knew they would have to do this. So. If you're going to be mad, blame the company building it. It's all the oh, same so, problem, though. Well, hold on. So, but they're building. Okay, so they're building it in a place where it can't get out without dismantling. There's the got to be another direction it can go. Yeah, I would think so, unless it's trapped in some sort of co, you know, uh, one-way inlet or something, and they can't get right. out any other yeah. way. Oh, if that's the case, then that's that's 
It's worse. That's worse, right? The company is like, yeah, we'll build you your mega yacht. Uh, we'll make it so big that uh, you can't get it out. Here's what you do. You egg the yacht, and then you keep moving down the road, and you egg the place <laughs> that made it. you egg the, the company, the, the, build, the yacht builders. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Have a normal yacht, Jeff. So here you go. Half build the yacht, get it past Rotterdam, <clears throat> and then build the rest of the yacht. Yeah. A $500 million yacht. Yeah. Now, exactly. I know that's pennies for this man. I, you know, I say this. It's easy to say it. I just, I would hope that I would, that that's, that just seems insane to me. Why do you need that? Like, to what end do you need that? You could have a thousand yachts in every port in this world, and they're all super mega nice yachts. They don't have to be this one. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, man. Rich people and their money. <sighs> um, moving on. Because I don't want to talk about Stupid him anymore. Yacht. Stupid yacht. Penis <laughs> penis rocket yacht. Uh, that yacht. Okay, if the yacht's a big penis, then maybe we can talk. Let's see how that looks. I'll be into there that. you go. What is uh, this? There's a picture Kipper? of it, by the way. Captain Kipper just posted one. That is an insane link that's kind of broken. Hold on. Let me pull it, it up. It is a crazy... I mean, <laughs> that's nuts. Like, they're building it right in the middle. It almost looks like they're building it in a residential neighborhood. Yeah, what... Because it looks a- like their houses on either. Oh, that's not where they're building it. Is that just them moving it? Is that dry dock? Oh, I see the water. No, there's water underneath it. Yeah, that's five hundred million. Okay, I believe it. I think it's gross. I mean, I'm sure it's nobody, nice. Nobody no- needs that much boat. Even the uh, even the Roy's, even even Kendall and Shiv, none of them need that much boat. Nope, too much boat. Greg Greg Eaton has. Uh, drinking his uh, dishwashing liquid and saying, this isn't good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the worst part is when you get on that boat and it's just Jeff Bezos and people he thinks are his friends because mm-hmm. they never are. Yeah. But that boat will be full of that and then you'll just hear somewhere in the core of the boat somewhere, you'll always hear, because <laughs> Jeff Bezos can't laugh like a normal human being. That's why you'll hear that. <laughs> I have not been programmed to laugh. <laughs> Him and him and Marissa Meyer down there having a having yeah. a party. <laughs> money, money, money. All right. You're trying to start up a Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> why why a Yamaha in particular? Why why did that make Because it's cut? the only thing I could come up with at the spot. Oh, All right like it. there. It's a good one. <laughs> That's my it's perfect. It's Dennis funnier because it's funnier because it's a Yamaha, and I don't know right. why. You name a product, and it just instantly adds a little bit of funny to it. I love that. It's got to be the right one, though. If you just said Honda, it's not as good as Yamaha. Not for some as reason. funny as a Yamaha. Three yeah. syllables. Three syllables are funnier. Yeah, there's some comedy lessons here. Everybody, pay attention. Yep. Yep. All right, moving on to this story about uh, Peloton. Sure. Uh, they're 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 kind of in everyone's poopy eye right now. No one's happy. With they Peloton. really are because everybody on sitcom, everybody on TV is dying on a Peloton. Yep. It's not just your uh, your 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 Sex in the City man. Sex in the shitty. Did you watch the full thing? Did you see the? No, the, didn't watch any of it. Oh, okay. Are you kidding me? I, thought I haven't were... watched anything since uh, the finale of the original show, and that was even under duress. But no movies or anything like that since. How come? Uh, why did I think? Oh, was it because Tina uh, wants it to watch it or something? Or maybe I was no, thinking of somebody no, else. No, it was. Okay. Um, did Randy say he watched all those? Who oh, said, you oh. know what? That was it. That was it. Yeah, he was. T- he was saying he should. And I'm like, eh, really? Should we? 
Yeah, no, there's. I have a lot of other things to watch before I get to that uh, blank blank TV screen. Uh, I'd be to catch up on blank TV screen. Yeah, right I, before I get. To, I have a pro- I have a problem with the name to start with, where I'm just already kind of boycotting it. I just hate the name. Not Sex in the City, but the Sex just the, like that and thing. just like that. Yeah, I hate uh, that. I hate that. Yeah. Because that sounds dumb when you talk Sam about Jane it. Sam James says it wasn't Randy. Who was it that was talking about this? Uh, oh, I swore it was Randy. Somebody was raving was about it to us. It was somebody that... that uh, I don't Sam James says he watched the old one. But didn't somebody that we had on the show... We'll nail this down. It's one of the people in this room, and nobody's leaving this room until we identify the killer. Yeah, somebody who was physically here on the air with us said, Oh, you really should watch it. It's great. It was not done away. No it way. It wasn't done away. He was doesn't it, uh, care about that stuff. Red Fraggle was it Amy. Was it you? Uh, was it you? Uh, jury wasn't here, so no, can't be jury. jury. He would. He would not. Uh, Tom wouldn't. Uh, would no, be Tom. Definitely not Tom. Bill. Yeah, Bobby. 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 Did you do it? Was it you? Huh? No. I don't know. I still. But we both there. remember somebody saying that the new one that they watched the new one. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, hundred percent. For a second there, I was thinking it was you, but now, now that you said I, when you said Randy, I immediately went, "Oh yeah, right, right, right." It was not yeah. Stephen. It was definitely not Daryl. <laughs> he hasn't Weird. been here in a while. I, I don't remember. And I, you know, the only other thing I could think of is if somebody that uh, came on the show as a contestant said it. But I, we remember that. Yeah, we'd remember that. Yeah. Is All it right. Sex in or and the city? Sex and the city. And the city. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm glad Not, I Because uh, you could have sex outside the city. It's just sex and the city. Oh, okay. City it's and York. the city. The sex being Kim Cattrall, pretty much. Right, right. She was the sex one. So now, she was the sex. And New just York like that, she's not there. <laughs> and just like that. <laughs> just like that, she's, she's not She's free invited. to do Mannequin 3. That's right. Can't wait. All right. Anyway, back to Peloton. Yeah. They have uh, They have laid off 2,800 workers. And uh, this is what they're offering them as severance. A one-year subscription to the Peloton oh, nice. service. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, good for you, but you still have to buy their machine. Yeah, uh, so we'll to, give you a free one-year subscription, but you will need to buy a Peloton yeah. machine on your way out. We'll give you a 20% discount, or I don't know if they, if they do or not. But uh, <laughs> They laid off 2,800 people. Uh, part of their severance is a 12-month subscription to the company's fitness services. John Foley, an exercise bike company's co-founder, announced the layoffs on Tuesday in a bombshell message. In which he also said he'd be stepping down as CEO. Says I recently shared that we have been in the process process of reevaluating our costs across the entire organization to ensure we are appropriately structured for the post-COVID landscape. The post-COVID landscape. Post-COVID landscape. I don't like that name. It's dumb. Basically, they're saying, yeah, now that everybody's um, going back to work and going outside and doing other things, um, we're not selling as many bikes. Yeah, I feel like he's. I feel like maybe Peloton is kind of full of shit generally. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Okay. How, I, All right. Let's, let's, let's analyze this. Yeah. Let me get into why. So okay. I always had a feeling when I would see like Peloton ads. Yeah. It was just a little too excited. It reminded me of, I know it's not related to this, but it reminded me of a multi-level marketing thing. <clears throat> just had that vibe around it of like, oh, well, you're not good unless you're Peloton good, and you better have a, a live coach on a TV screen talking to you. And 
if you don't do that, then what are you even doing? It's not even exercise if you don't have it. They were just something kind of Jim Bro-y, if you don't do it this way, you're doing it the wrong way kind of vibe to it. And that okay. vibe always makes me suspicious. Always. Just I always mm-hmm. like, something's weird about you. Like I get if you're Coke, you're selling Coke. People buy Coke. You're just buying yeah. Cokes, and you're and drinking Coke. They're showing people on the commercials smiling and enjoying Coke. Uh, yeah, but there's something about but this what's one. What's different about Peloton? I don't know. There's something about like that lady. Remember that controversial commercial with the lady that was like trying oh, to make her husband happy because right, he, and she's like all like, oh, here, my husband just bought me a Peloton, and I'm I'm gonna lose weight. Da da da. And yeah. then it's like different videos of her losing weight on the Peloton. That's what it is. It's culty. Captain Kipper nailed it. That's what I'm feeling. That's huh. the feeling. Okay. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that's the feeling I got. And so to me, so Peloton team, the, the device itself, like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. And all that. Okay. It's probably good hardware. And you know, I don't, I don't, I, I haven't used one. My sister has one. Yeah. I'm sure it's I mean, I've, fine. I have the, the makeshift Peloton. I have a uh, $200 spin bike, a uh, place for my iPad, a big screen in front of me where I put on Apple fitness plus and, uh, that's all I need. That seems oh, and all a thirty dollars right. cadence, a thirty dollars cadence monitor, so that um, uh, that I can put that on the pedal and know how how fast I'm pedaling. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know yeah. that was even a thing. That's neat. It is. I actually just got it because, um, uh, well, little little uh, information here. Getting ready for the MS150 this year. Mm-hmm. Tina Tina surprised me with a new bike. So, oh, um, nice. Yes, a very nice one, and I'm going to be uh, using that for training. And but I, to, you know, while it's cold outside, I got to get training on the actual, the actual indoor spin bike. So yeah, yeah, that's the way. It back works. into it. I was back into it. Uh, oh, the Ocul- Oculus would be great, but yeah, you got to have the rubber, the rubber doodads, like the rubber uh, thing on them, like that. Oh yeah, you know what I ended up getting that's for right. mine? Check this out. What'd you get? This was a life changer for sweaty games or things that make yeah. you move a lot was yeah. this Tennis thing, the, and boxing and that sort of thing the the rear or the big like twisty um you hear that oh look at that yeah that's so like it, they had on dactyl nightmare yeah kind of <laughs> kind of so that's the, good also if you're active because you know you're swinging your head around you don't want to fling the uh that thing right off oh of that's 100 percent. yeah like any anything yeah. including stuff like beat saber is if you really want to get moving in there, yeah. the other one had a tendency, the other strap had a tendency to kind of like droop down on my face and I hated it. Sure. Um, this literally like vice grips it to me and um, you can get a little too tight. So you got to be careful, but it's good. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It was huh. only 30 bucks. Cool. So it wasn't too bad. Very cool. um, all right. Anyway, so they're going to do this and uh, yes, CrossFit is what it reminds me of. CrossFit has this this CrossFit this. very very much culty like I, I can yeah. see and I can see parallels with Peloton yeah yeah I kind of I like your setup what you're doing it seems yeah. more like my jam yeah except I'm just so and I bet I get this with Peloton I get this with no matter what service I'm using but God those people who do the the trainers that you have on these things yeah they're the they're they're 
what's her face from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I just want to say, wipe that rosy effing smile off your rosy effing face. Yeah, they're a little. But tell me how fast I need to pedal. They're play hu- me some Spice Girls and just shut up. They're human stock photos, is what they are. <laughs> they really, they are. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like tiger, exactly. tiger catalog be- faces with the headset on, going, "How may I help you?" It's like that. Yes, yeah. I don't need you to tell me to find my best self or visualize I'm, you know, uh, cycling in Hawaii. I can do that on my own. I don't need you guys to tell me to do that. Just say, all right, we're going um, 85 RPM right now on the pedals and uh, and increase your resistance to moderate and mm-hmm. da-da-da. That's it. That's all just I need. tell right you what there. you need. That's yeah. all I need. Then we yep. know you can do this. Like, okay, just calm down and tell me what I need to do. Yeah, I. you know what? Here's where I'm at in this post-COVID landscape. Here's what I have less patience for than anything any, anymore. And I think part of what was making me grump yesterday was some stuff that I was dealing with that had nothing to do with the show, but stuff that just bugs me. I am not interested in anything artificial anymore. I don't I don't want fakeness. I don't want forced smiles. I want realness in my sure. life. Like well, anything else just seems Well, I, I I agree, but some people <laughs> some people are fooled by a smiling Peloton lady. Oh, I can't, sure. I can't, I'm not, I see it and go, yeah. okay, I don't even know you calm down. You hate what you're doing. Probably. Why are you doing like, I don't, I don't know if they are or not, but it just feels disingenuous and I don't like it. I'd rather have like warts and all man. Like I just, right. I, that's where I'm at. That's my mindset these days. I don't want any more artificiality in my life except for in yeah. video games. I like artificiality in video games. That's cool. Like I'm getting that. <laughs> that's that's good artificiality. Yeah, sure. I like exactly. fake stuff in video games. I'm getting that. Uh, I got I got to get it for review, but also I want to play it. That uh, Forbidden West comes out this week, and uh, mm-hmm. got to get my hands on that. Mm. Aloy shooting robot dinosaurs. Mm. Oh, cool! Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and Lego has a new set, by the way, based on the uh, that tall platformy headed. Tall neck, I think it's called. Oh yeah, tall neck. But the the one you had to, you had, yeah, you had to rope up there the first time or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, yep, they have a new Lego set based on that, which is crazy. That's what I saw floating around Twitter or something. I saw a photo and I oh, went, oh wait, what is that? And it flipped past too fast, and I didn't bother going back. And that was it. Yep, that's, that's cool. that was it. That's what it was. Oh, you know what it was? It was Shojo Beat posted something with giant, huh. giant, uh, <laughs> giant SpongeBob eyeballs. Is like to say, oh wow, and I and it threw me. It threw me. Really? Okay. All right. Anyway, good job. I don't know if she's in yeah. there now, but uh, all right. Well, anyway, Peloton, get your shit together. Moving on. Um, yeah. American Airlines. Mm-hmm. They're an airline so here in America. Special in the air is what I hear about them. Is that what they do? Is that what they promise? I think, so. I think that was them. We're American Airlines. Something special in, in the, the air. air. Right? Does that is that am I misremembering or is that That might be it. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like a smell in the air, doesn't it? A little bit. <laughs> it does. I mean, I don't think they used it. We we flew American uh coming back from Ireland, so I don't think uh I don't remember hearing that at all. So I don't think that's their current uh slogan, but Hmm. Well, they got a they got a little raucous. They got a little. Uh, oh, really? Oh. oh, yeah. This is pretretty intense. American Airlines flight attendant strikes packed passenger on the head with a coffee pot, who <laughs> tried to breach cockpit the cockpit mid flight. Yeah, dude, just, you don't do that. Just, you get just hit. use a uh, frozen iguana. I hear those can give you a concussion. <laughs> I'm going to order the frozen iguana next time I'm at a 
<laughs> next time, next time I'm at the Tiki Bar in Vegas, yeah. I'm ordering me a frozen iguana. It sounds like a real drink, yeah. doesn't it? A little bit. Oh, look at that! Who found? Somebody found the. Uh, There's video. Klein found the no, not the coffee pot, oh. but the American Airlines. Uh, oh well, let's hear the it. Old American Airlines slogan. Let's hear it. Why not? Okay. Uh, how close I was. My... At first glance, all airlines may appear to be the same, but one gives you a special way to fly. An airline yeah, so large it carries yeah, over yeah. 30 million people a year, yet so personalized you can reserve your seat a year in advance. Okay, skip ahead. We have the seat you want, Mr. Martin. Oh, Welcome aboard. Something special in the air. You're 100% correct, Brian. Thank you very Nicely much. Nicely done. Nicely done. I Woo. mean, it was the 1980s. I don't know what their thing is now. Yeah, it's uh, we're American Airlines. We're not Spirit. <laughs> don't get us confused with Spirit <laughs> or JetBlue. <laughs> One mile at Spirit's a time. Spirit's joining with uh, Frontier. To oh, make really? A, uh, super bad airline. Yeah, it's great. gonna be great. It's gonna be a. Uh, an airline that takes away everything that's good and still tries to sell you a credit card. It's going to be perfect. Great. Frontier it, they'll call it. Frontier it. Frontier yep. it. Frontier it. <laughs> uh, their new slogan is one mile at a time. That's the that's the American Airlines? Yeah, one mile at a time? Their current one, yeah. They even have the URL. They have one mile at a time.com. Oh, jeez. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah, I don't think I like it. It makes it makes it sound like they're slow or they're going to nickel and dime you along the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Want to go another mile? How about another 20 bucks? Yeah. Claire asks, is United okay? That makes me think she's got United to the States in a month or two. Yeah, United is fine. United's okay. I had a really bad experience with them like 20 years ago, but it was 20 years ago. So Mm -hmm. I can't hold that grudge forever. But they, man, boy, they made my life miserable. It involved Denver, even the Denver International. Mm -hmm. Ooh, boy. Oh, right. And the the gates being on opposite sides of. Yeah, and them effing up my ticket so bad that I had to run with a seven-year-old. Oh, it was the worst. That was Ugh. one of the worst days of my life. Because we were already delayed, and we were stuck in New Orleans. And New Orleans, the New Orleans airport that you were just in. Yeah, yeah. There was a bad storm, not hurricane level, but a really bad tropical storm that was pounding the place, and they wouldn't let us take off. And so we were supposed to be there an hour. We were there like six, seven hours. And the roofs were leaking. They had big rubber garbage cans catching water everywhere. <laughs> and it's just me and my little girl at the time. And we're trying to get home. And yeah. when we finally get out of there, we're like, okay, we're going to Chicago. We go, we're heading to Chicago. And they're like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are diverting from Chicago. There's a snowstorm. So now Chicago is no good. So they routed us like three or four times to different things. Got to Denver. Mm-hmm. But with only like five minutes to make your next connecting yeah it was a nightmare and they screwed up our tickets we had to run all the way one end of that horseshoe to the other end of that horseshoe twice or something missed Mm -hmm. that flight barely made it on the other one and the whole thing was like a almost like a 20 hour or it was the nightmare it was a nightmare i think the the dfw i think is the horseshoe we're we're like a um we're like a t basically with a bunch of crosses so it's like you've got tunnel and a train in the middle and then three parallel concourses that if you if you don't catch a train when you need to catch a train you're waiting and it's not like um atlanta where if you miss the train you can just walk to the next terminal you're stuck Mm. so this so so this isn't like the but it's it is the one they say is shaped like a penis so i guess a t is kind of a penis right 
Is it, a third uh, eagle always said that. Uh, the third eagle was saying swastika, wasn't he? That it was shaped like a swastika. Oh, no, he was saying something about a penis. I think he... <laughs> there was something swastika about it, too, that... Uh, that hold on, yeah. There was something about a wiener. That's like his greatest hits, right? I yeah. mean, it is the... <laughs> What's this? And he was a very famous and evil, actually, pagan king. No, that's not it. Uh, let's see here. I know he the eats grass. gay agenda. The gay agenda, no. I don't know where it is. Yeah. Uh, I can't find it. I thought I recorded a thing about it, but I guess I didn't. Um, um, yeah, so no, it's like, you know, our, our our current airport, not Horseshoe, just like a like a, a train line in the middle and then three terminals coming off of that and... Again, if you if you're if you're changing planes and it requires you to go from one terminal to the next, your yeah. only way to do it is via train. And yeah. if you if the train doesn't come for a while, you are stuck there for yeah. for a bit. It's nightmarish. It's a bad it time. Is nightmarish. If you got time and you're just chilling, it's fine. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. But if you're in a hurry, yeah. oh my gosh, dude. God. I got a well, I got a crying seven year old. Your airline is smart and puts its connecting flights in the same damn terminal. Yep. My Taylor's little, but she was so upset. Oh my gosh! Oh, Never sure. forget it. Uh, all right. Anyway, oh yeah. So this lady hit her in the head. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was. So it was just an unruly passenger. Probably didn't want to wear a mask. I'm guessing. He stormed. Uh, worse. He stormed the cockpit. He was trying to get in there. And, oh God. Uh, okay. So, and they had four passengers trying to contain the dude, and the lady hit him in the head with the. I love it. That's good thinking on her. Totally. Uh, yep. Totally legit. Yeah. Don't let him go to sleep, though. He might uh, have a concussion, yeah. and we don't want that. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a break. When we come back after the break, we'll have Bill Duran here, and also yeah. Bobby will share some science with us. I also have a surprise pop email for uh, for uh, Bobby that I'll oh, read cool. to him when he gets here. Yeah, kind of cracked me up. Anyway, that's all coming up next, but before it, we need a musical uh, thing. Do you have one? I do. How about something from uh, San Diego? Uh, Surf Skate Punk's Wanted Noise. Uh, They're premiering a new video and uh, single for the song called Clench. They have a new album coming out called Next Generation. It's coming soon. I don't have a date on that. But this is their brand new single. And uh, if you wanted some some rock, folks, uh, Surf Skate Punk Rock, here you go. Here's Wanted Noise and Clench. Bedrooms 
Pull it. Wiggle it. Wiggle it. Both sides. Wiggle it. Wiggle it. And then sharpen it. Just like you would a, a knife. Wiggle it. Maybe you ought to think about it. From Hell's Heart, I podcast at thee. This is the morning stream. All right, we're back, everybody. That song once again. That song again was Clench by the band Wanted Noise from their upcoming album, Next Generation. Nice. I like that kind of music. Wiggle it, Scott. Wiggle it. Wiggle it. <laughs> I found a great Bob Ross collection where he just says weird little things and Oh, that was I did not catch I don't know why I didn't recognize that was Bob Ross. Of course it was Bob Ross. Yeah. Like wiggle your wiggle your brush. Make it sharp. Wiggle make it, it sharp. Wiggle it. Wiggle it. Wiggle it. Somebody, wiggle somebody it. make a song out of it and call it Wiggle It. And yeah. we're in. Uh it real good. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that commercial. All right, here is uh, the, this this right here. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. It's Bill Duran joining us as he often does. Most every uh, Tuesday he's in here talking about the world of makers and making things. Bill, welcome back. Good morning, friends. Happy to be here. Oh, it's good to have you, man. I uh, hope you had a good week. We're excited to hear whatever it is you've got cooking. What's going on? It has been a really good week. Uh, I've been working on a project for a while that I'm really excited about. It'll be done soon. Uh, I'm working on a, a course, a video course on Fusion 360 on 3D modeling mm. stuff. Nice. Um, if I don't know, have either of you ever tried to dive into a, a CAD program like that? For sure. Yeah, I've done, and and I like Fusion 360 the most probably. But I tried Tinkercad and I tried AutoCAD, and Fusion 360 was my was my uh, tool of choice, but. If I don't use it for a long time, I forget all of the like. Right. How I fran- what was it called when you uh, curve uh, curve the edge? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, what is that called? Um, that, that would be a fillet. fillets. Yeah, fillets and chamfers. Uh, chamfers or, is or the word. Yeah, chamfer. Yeah, chamfer. chamfer. Uh, That's what I. Yeah, forget. So three sixty is like one of their newer things for uh, the Autodesk people, right? That's one of their newer. It is. Things? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've actually had a long. Uh, history with Autodesk. (laughs) I learned AutoCAD R12 uh, when I was 10. It was on my mom. My mom brought her computer home from school. She's a teacher. It had AutoCAD on it. And at 10, I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn AutoCAD. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really handy. It's uh, Uh, it's still kind of, uh, let's see, 360 by itself, uh, 495 bucks a year. That's a lot. Uh, Fusion 360 so, with NetFab, you're going to pay 14 grand a year. So maybe just oh, get the yeah, 360. Yeah. So here's the great thing about about Fusion, and one of the reasons why I, it's become my default uh, program to use. Uh, if you're using it for personal use, uh, yeah. it's free. Mm-hmm. It's free. There are a couple of limitations. They don't seem to be that big of a deal. It's not a big deal for me. Uh, so if you can look up. Uh, Fusion 360 for personal use. They'll send you a, to a web page. You just have to make an account, give them a little info, and you can use it for free. You do have to re-up it every year, but it, it, it continues it's, to be free. It's like a three-click yeah. re-upping. Yeah, yeah it's, it's easy. super yeah. simple. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but also, um, it I like I said, I've used a ton of other things. Maya, um, uh, Blender, 3 Studio Max, all of those. I like Fusion 360 for what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm writing this course. I'm filming it. It's a video course, and it's in. If you open the interface to Fusion, it can be a little daunting. 
I'm specifically covering only the things I use to make props. Very basic stuff. This is this course is designed for people who have never used it and they want to get into it and it will just guide you through only the things I use to make props. Uh, and one of the very first lessons doesn't even have anything to do with Fusion. One of the very first things is collecting reference images. Mm. And collecting good reference images uh, can be an important step for any creative endeavor, not just 3D modeling props. I agree. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Oh, awesome. Yeah, this will this will apply to 2D artists and everybody. We used to keep these things in the 80s called morgues. Brian will remember this. Yeah, yep. And uh, the, what that meant was Manila a big... folders full of magazine shots <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like kind of a nightmare actually. But at the time, was... we thought it was super cool, and now we we get lazy and use Google image searches Bing. and things. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my collection of reference images is is all digital now, but I, I imagine it is just as much of a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> none, none of the images are named correctly. It takes up a lot less desk space. I'll That's tell you true. that. Yeah. That's good. That's true. So obviously, if you're going to recreate a film prop, you need photos of said film prop so you know what it looks like. Uh, but if you're making something from scratch, either a, you know a sculpture or physical object of some kind or a, a drawing of some kind, your reference image can serve as inspiration. Uh, but also, it's great to collect images of specific elements of a thing. So if you see a cool texture or you want to recreate a cool texture or you see a color scheme that you really like, or a composition that you really like, or any of the the elements of art, let's say. Sure. Uh, collecting, either going out and taking your own photos of things like that, or collecting them from the internet can be really, really handy when you're trying to nail something. You can go look through your library and go, ooh, yeah, that's what I was going for, and then try and recreate it. Nice. Uh, which is... Um- Go ahead. Does Fusion 360 have a way that, like, you've got a reference material, a great shot of a lightsaber hilt, for example. Mm-hmm. Can you put that into the background, like, basically on one of the planes oh, yeah. of Fusion 360 so that you can you can trace that shape and then you can kind of rotate or yeah. you can. I'm, okay, cool. I'm glad you mentioned that because I did exactly that in my course. I did Luke's lightsaber from Return of the Jedi. Mm. Oh, funny. <laughs> okay. Are, well, there really... are plenty of reference images out there on the internet. Uh, and uh, what Fusion has that I love is they have, it's called a canvas, but you just take a JPEG, slap it on there, throw it in your scene on a flat plane. And then they have a way that you can calibrate it. So by calibrating, you click on two points in the image of known distance. So, okay. for example, Luke's uh, lightsaber is 29 centimeters long from the pommel to the tip. Not mm-hmm. not the blade, just the handle. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I click on the bottom of it. I click on the top of it and I say 29 or 290 millimeters and I hit enter and it rescales the image for me dead on. Oh, it's cool. so good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, one of my cool. absolute okay. favorite things. You can also make the image a little transparent so you can see through it. You can flip it horizontally or vertically. You have a lot of options there. Mm. It is so handy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. Like like you said, you base you can basically just trace it in three D mm-hmm. space, and you'll know that the scale is is correct. Uh, if you're starting out finding good reference images, you can take your own, but the best place to start if you're looking for something specific is just go to Google Image Search and just look for the thing. Uh, you'll want to try a combination of search parameters. So for a screen used prop, I'll probably include that. Um, if I'm looking for, let's say, you know, um, the noisy cricket, which is another one that I was working on, 
Uh, I looked, went to Google Image Search. I looked up Noisy Cricket. I looked up Screen Used. It sent yeah. me to the Prop Store website. They do such a good job whenever they get a screen used prop, and they have you know many thousands of them. They take great reference images, and they I'm always sure. include an image with a ruler in it, which oh, is oh, that's so good. So it's like probably a straight down top view, and then a side view, and that sort yeah. of thing. Oh, that's yep. fantastic. Yeah, and if you're uh, if you can't you know if you're fu- looking for something that isn't a film prop, and the prop store website isn't going to help you out, try and find things that have uh, as many angles as possible. And if you can get a straight on like orthographic shot of your thing, that's going to be even more helpful. Uh, and then I also always search uh, in the Google image options for the largest image possible, because mm. people out there taking these images. They're making them teeny tiny, yeah. and then they're shoving all the SEO in those images. And that next thing you know, your reference image is like 18 pixels wide, and it's completely useless to everyone. I would make a, a, a side uh, recommendation there, and that is the DuckDuckGo.com search engine, uh, which I already like for lots of reasons, mostly security reasons. But the main reason I like it is their image search works like old Google image search used to work. So Ooh. you just get images and you can easily grab them, move them, do whatever you got to do with them. Whereas the the way Google image search now works, I don't know if it's because of lawsuits or whatever, 99% of the time there's no click through to the actual image. Oh, uh, right. Often you got to oh, screen yeah. cap it. It's, it's more like trying to get things off of Pinterest or something. Um, it's bad. And DuckDuckGo is really good. So I wow, would this, this does it. quite literally look like Google Image Search circa ten years ago. Yeah, it is, yeah, absolutely right. is, and it's great. It's really good. Yeah, and your link goes to view the file as opposed to oh, go to that website where then you've yeah. got to hunt it down. Exactly. It's. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I understand why Google felt like they needed to cave because everything's about ads and tracking and everything, and they got to do whatever they got to do. But that's not a problem over here on DuckDuckGo. It's really good. I am I am done with Google Image Search. This yeah. is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. And it well shows done. the resolution right in the image there, so yes. I know that I'm not getting a, a 640 <sighs> by 480 image. Oh. Yeah, and you can do all of those same sort of like, you know, narrow down your filters and search for what you want to do. Bing's, Bing's also good. JC Calhoun's right. Bing has a pretty good image search. My experience with Bing is if you're looking for, let's like, I need a reference image of a, of a game controller, there's like an, a four out of 10 chance you're going to also find somebody's erect penis by yeah. accident. <laughs> because because Bing is weird, man. Freaking Bing yeah. is a strange got, beast. I have a fun story about Bing. When Bing came out, I was working at Microsoft. And there were people who were trying, people who worked at Microsoft were trying to make, hey, why don't you Bing that a thing, right? They were trying to mm-hmm. turn that into a verb like Google. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my boss was in my cubicle and I had to search for something. And he said that he was like, hey, why don't you just ping that? And I very deliberately opened a new tab, mm-hmm. opened Google yeah, <laughs> and searched for it on Google. Nice. I just refused to be that guy. Yeah. Now, look, you got to do what you got to do. And yeah. since I started <laughs> since I started using DuckDuckGo, it's been at least two, three years now. Um, kind of it's exclusive now. I don't even use Google at all. So yeah, it's geez. 100% search stuff on there. They don't track you. There's no ad tracking. It's just... Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, it's pretty great. And you get the results And I looked up need. Luke's lightsaber, and I don't see any penises. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you want penises, I, I suppose you could unclick that moderate tag and, you know, go for it. But they're not going <laughs> to accidentally give you one like Bing does. Bing's like, oh, yeah, oops, yeah. well, here it is. There's yeah. your penis. 
Anyway. Uh, so, reference images. <laughs> Collecting your own is great. <laughs> taking your own reference images can be really handy, too. I frequently end up taking photos of props by playing a TV show on my television and then just taking photos of the TV screen. And that works pretty great mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I really want to point out, though, is that if you can get a scale reference in your image, so if you have a physical object that you're taking a photo of, throw a ruler in there or any object of known dimension, like your your um, uh, your ID, your driver's license, right? Because mm-hmm. then if you throw that into Fusion, like I was saying before, you can measure your ID, the, the, the length of it, and then you just click, click, boop. Put that in there, and it'll scale the entire image correctly for you. Nice. Uh, so getting scale references in your reference images can be really super handy, especially for prop making, obviously. Sure. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Uh, we'll get on it, everybody. It's the modern-day mm-hmm. morgue, we used to call them. Uh, I don't think anyone calls it that anymore. No, no. Yeah. I haven't heard that term in forever. Yeah, bygone era. But uh, yeah. there's still a use for why you did it, and now you can do it. And take Every time I'd advice. find a picture of Sean Connery, I'd say, yep, send two of these to the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I look up pictures of Sean Connery, it's him in that Zardoz suit. That's yeah. all over the internet. Hard to oh, avoid. Yeah, look on, on uh, Bing. Woo. I have a Zardoz p- print I made that I drew years ago hanging somewhere. Probably not in plain view on my camera, though, because it's a little, I don't know. It's shocking if you don't know what Zardoz is. It's like, wait, what the hell is that? Zardoz is a nightmare. Um, all right. Hey, well done, Bill. It's always good to have you here. Do you have a bonus uh, piece of content for us today? I sure do. Uh, my friend Jarris, his YouTube channel is called Jarris of All, is making a Halo <laughs> rocket launcher. It's He's trying to make it look correct. He's trying to make it launch rockets. Uh, and he struggled trying to get the scale correct. So... In order to make it look right, it has to be pretty big. Mm. And his is very big. <laughs> it's really cool. And it, he's got a series going on it, and uh, it's looking really, really good. Oh, that's uh, so awesome. I recommend checking that out. That Halo rocket launcher is one of my least favorite things in the game because it does tons of damage and is really great, but it takes up like three-fourths of the screen. I know, right? <laughs> it's so big. Oh, look at that. I thing. think they did oh, that on God. purpose because they don't want you just like running around with that all the time, and you only get two... I think two missiles per, unless you find some ammo. Anyway, it's a hell of a thing. Uh, that's awesome. Well, he's he's cool. You've shown us his stuff before. He's been on. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does a lot of fun stuff. I like this guy. Uh, so go check him out. It's Jarrus for all. Not to be confused with Garrus from uh, uh, Mass Effect. Never confuse him with anybody. No, uh, he's my boy. Yeah, there you go. I think Garrus is great. I didn't romance him, but boy, did I come close. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Bill, you're the best. Have a great week oh, and uh, build some cool shit, and we'll talk to you next week. You got it. See you. now. See you, Bill. Except I can't really hang up. Why? Okay. There we go. All right. We got to get our science on. <clears throat> and we do that with the help of one Bobby Frankenberger. Yeah. You may know him as Bobby Franks. It doesn't matter either way because here he is. Hey, science. Look who it is. It's old Bobby Frankenberger joining us from South Carolina to talk a little (laughs) science. Hi, Bobby. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Old Bobby Franks. Did it freak you out? Bobby Franks. Did it freak you out that I uh, said I have an email for you? Did that freak you out? Uh, No. No? Okay. Let's, let's oh, do it. It should. It, it might. Should. Well, it may not. I don't know. Maybe it will. Here's the uh, here's the email, and then you can tell us what you think. Hey, Bobby, it says. 
This is funny because oh now it, I'm freaked out. A good way to start. Yeah, when it came to me, it, the subject line was blank, and it just says, "Hey, Bobby." And if I wasn't really paying attention, I would think this was like a miss email, like someone got the wrong email address or something. Because, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I figured it out. And here's what he says: "Hey, Bobby, here's a question for you." What if science eventually proves that science isn't real? Wrap your head around that one. Colin Turney is the guy's name. Uh, Turney? Turney. Tunney? 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 There's an R oh, there. No, it's, no, it's just an R, yeah. It looks like an M, doesn't it? It does look like Toomey. Colin Toomey. Weird. That Colin Toomey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, T-U-R-M-E-Y. Call in to me. I like it. Maybe that's maybe he's making a joke. But anyway, so Bobby, the question is, what if science eventually proves that science isn't real? It's obviously a very dumb question, but, you know, let's play with it. Let's play with it. What do you think of that? Do you like that, or how do you feel? I do. Colin Toomey, I do not think that your question is dumb. Um, <laughs> uh, how would science prove that science isn't real? So it's, Well, plus, if it proved that science isn't real, then that would be bunked, because then the science that proved that science isn't real would also not be real. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Brian so answered it. So it's like, what's that old riddle about, you know, if if... If I tell you that I can, one of these statements is false or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. One know. of these statements is a lie. One of them is truth. And yeah, right. Something like that. We just yeah. did that. Self defeating statement. Thank you, Monkey Bananas. That's the word. Oh, yeah. I like that Monkey yeah. Bananas fixed that because he's great. What if God just shows up and says, I'm not real? Yeah, then what it, are you going to do? It doesn't matter anyway because if you were paying attention last week, I think your question is great, by the way. Um, I don't think your question is dumb. <laughs> You've said that twice now. You're really buttering up to this Colin guy. I like it. Um, if uh, if 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 you're paying you attention, you don't know him anything. Week, I <laughs> I said that science can't prove anything. Remember? Oh, so. yeah, that's true. All right. Well, then. So yeah, it's a it's a. There's no dichotomy, or there's no what am there's no what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's no. Um, what do you call it when there's something like a, a, a something that kind of proves something wrong? In only one case, what's that called? Oh, the exception that breaks the rule, or the the the. Yeah, there's a word, not conundrum. Uh, we're just like, whoa, that's a foul, not fallacy. What am I trying to catch, say? Are you thinking of catch twenty two? No, it's a word. That's just, it's just a paradox. That's paradox? It, a oh, paradox. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. So this is not a paradox. Right. It's not going back no. in time, killing your grandfather, and then you never make a time machine to go back and kill your grandfather. Right. right. I actually thought it was thinking of that while uh, you're I love Brian is the lord of uh, time travel mistakes. He knows yes. he knows what good time travel is and most yes. of the time it's bad. Even movies right. you Looper, think you like. Yeah, exactly. We all love that Looper, is, but is Looper's quite broken. A superpower. Yeah, it is. It's quite a <laughs> I was bitten I was bitten uh, on the hand by a radioactive uh, time travel movie yeah. by a radioactive Back to the Future. It's and, when you were whipping around uh, the sun to try to turn time backwards exactly. or something. Yep, yeah. exactly. And, and now you have the the superpower to throw a wet blanket on anybody's time. Travel. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Here's why time travel movies yeah, there you go. Always got that cocked and ready. So, uh, uh, so Bobby, let's get into some real science here. Not this fake. This isn't even a paradox. Not even a single dox. There's no dox. Okay, <laughs> this is not even there. All right. So, what did you bring to talk to us about? Um, well, I was reading an article that talked about. Um, so, apparently, researchers have discovered a new relationship between a person's ability to count and their ability to perform matching tasks that involve numbers up to 25. And, a, and that suggests, it seems to suggest anyway, that 
In order for humans to think about exact numbers, we have to know a word for that number mm. um, in order to even think about it. Okay. Now, it seems like, so on the surface of it, it seems like, okay, big deal. But I, I, I've been thinking about this, and I really think that this has much more far, could have much more far-reaching effects, not effects, but implications about our the way we think. Mm. Um, but I want to get into it after I explain the the study a little bit. All right. Um, so it was a it was a study between MIT and University of California Berkeley, and uh, what they did was they were looking at the Shemain uh, people of Bolivia. They they're uh, they live in the rainforests of Bolivia, and and they're very um they're they're very isolated, and the culture and and the way that they live does not require them to need to know a lot about numbers. So they they can get by pretty well without having to know numbers. Um, just because I don't know, they live the simple life and they don't don't need to count a lot. Um, they do know some numbers and they do have an education system. Their kids will start uh, le- school, quote unquote, around the same time that children that are you know industrialized nations and in, in, in societies do around five years old or so. Their kids will start school, but so. Kids in a, children in industrialized societies typically start to learn to count at around two, and and once they start to learn to count around two, it's usually takes them about till about four or five to have a sort of sophisticated understanding of numbers. And when I say sophisticated, I mean they can they can count beyond four and five, get up to six, and then they can start putting. Um, group larger numbers together based on the smaller amounts of counting that they can do. So it's right? not even like so Van, he's three, he can count to 30, but he can't go yep. 4 plus 6 is 10 like he doesn't know right. any of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So we're not talking about arithmetic. We're yeah. just talking about counting and right. understanding numbers and size and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so th- the Chemain people in Bolivia they have a similar trajectory of learning numbers when they do learn numbers, but mm-hmm. they don't start until around the time that they start school. Mm. Uh, they they tip their children really start to learn to count at around five years old, and they will uh, finish that trajectory of learning and having that sophisticated understanding of of larger numbers by around s- around eight years old. So so it's just same trajectory, but they start later than we do and and what that and because they start later and because their culture doesn't requ- really require them to need to know numbers what ends up happening is you have older children and adults who have uh, let's say a much a very wide range of the how high they can count mm. so what I mean, I guess what I mean by that, and I'm, I'm laying a lot of framework here until we can get to the like mind-blowing thought that I have about this research. But uh, you and I, I hope, <laughs> have a, can count arbitrarily high, right? Mm-hmm. We can just keep counting. Yeah. Um, and uh, but these people, the Shemaine people, because they don't have as as much of a, a relationship with numbers, they might only be able to count to to say ten or fifteen or forty, you know, because they just don't develop this uh, more abstract way of thinking about it. And and 
an important point here is counting means that you have words for those numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So having said all that, what the scientists did was they got about 15 people who could count to somewhere between 6 and 20, and then they got 15 people who could count up to at least 40, and they gave them all a task, and it was a matching task. So what they would do is, it was called orthogonal matching. What they do is they line up a number of items in a row on the ground or on a table or something like that, and they say, ask people to then, so maybe they'll give them all like uh, rocks, like 10 rocks in a, in a line in a row. And then they would give them another, they would ask them to take another object, say like like spools of thread or batteries or something like that, another small object and say, now I want you to line up the same number of items. Only they're not, they have to do it vertically instead of horizontally. And the only, the reason that that's important is so that, because they don't want them to be matching one to one. Oh, I get it. Okay. And that's why it's called orthogonal matching is because orthogonal refers to the different direction. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so what they found was that they, they could do this. They could perform this task, but the number of matching, the number of that they could match up to was limited by how high they could count. Uh, and so if, if let's say you could count up to 10, you might start to make mistakes at around eight or nine. If you could count up to 15, you might mis- start making mistakes around 13 or 14. Um, now, on the surface, that sounds like, okay, that makes sense. But what they are saying that this implies is that having a word for numbers is what gives you the ability to think about the numbers and 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 actually manipulate those numbers. Interesting. And, Beyond what we already say is like 11. I mean that's a word, but Right. But, no, 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 that's exactly what they mean is if you do not have a, a word for the number, if you have not learned a word for that number, then they believe that that has based on this research that it has um, far-reaching implications for how you can even it, how you can and and whether or not you even can think about the numbers at all and that's um, fascinating i've never even thought yeah. about this we have to have a name for the numbers or that doesn't work or we don't yeah right. we can't visualize it yeah makes sense right so and and yeah i'm glad that you realize like that's that that, Never that thought is of that fascinating before. and interesting because math is already really abstract. Mm. Um, you might think that we don't need concrete words to think about it. Like you, you might sort of think, why can't we just visualize the number? Or we already do math in our heads, you know. So why can't we just? Why do we need to have words for it? But um, but this is implying that you do need to have words for it in order to to think more concretely about numbers. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I seriously had never even thought about the idea that we needed. I know what I, mean, I always knew we had numbers with names because that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. how else are you going to talk about them? Mm-hmm. But right. I didn't think beyond that. Like that's literally part of how we can make sense of them. Otherwise, right? What would I even say if we didn't have a number for? If we didn't have a name for the number five, what would I do? 
I would go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a f- one, two, three, four, something, something, <laughs> six, seven, eight. <laughs> but I mean, like the, the concept is, you if if we didn't have names for any numbers, then what are we even right. talking about? Like, how do we even right. reconcile yeah. that? That's just crazy. That's, it's funny that you even count up to count it up to four, Brian, because uh, there's a lot of research that shows you don't need words for numbers up to the number four. Oh, really? It's mm. it's beyond that. Mm larger numbers <laughs> really okay yeah that's funny that that we start to need to have that information now this is all really interesting when it comes to math and numbers right mm-hmm. but i think what this makes me think about is how language like how how far does this go does this is is language then involved in our basic understanding of other concepts like and 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 does language and having words for things make it possible for us to think about other things in the abstract there's there's research and it made me think of research that's been done in maybe you i don't know if you've heard of this before there's there's some some languages like russian and greek that have words for um light blue and dark blue they don't have one word for blue they have separate words for light blue and dark blue Mm. and so research has been done that shows that people who speak and were raised speaking russian and greek they are actually able to more quickly identify different shades of blue than than other people and they can actually better perceive like if you take an object like a square that is light blue and overlay it over a dark blue background, um, they're able to more quickly perceive that that's a separate object than people who do not speak those languages because they have, and the implication there is they have words for those colors, so they think about them as separate colors rather than people who speak like English who just call it blue. Uh, we don't spend our entire lives thinking about them as separate things, and so it, it literally impacts our understanding and our concept of those things and, and and it has direct impacts on how we think and see the world and perceive the world. I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's clear or not, but it gets me going because it gets yeah. really, it's, it's, it gets into some philosophical questions about why we are who we are and why we communicate the way we do and how I think how it we has here. massive, massive implications for society and social justice concepts and i mean think about uh how in the past decade or so especially we've been we've been coming up with a ton of gender identity and sexuality words uh and how important that must be for people who don't have a word for the way that they feel so that's just one example i think of when i think of how having how language and having words for things yeah plus they that stuff evolves right the world that stuff evolves it's like in the early days you would just be like ah there's a devil in him and then in the 80s it was like he's gay and that's all you had right and then uh, you know obviously there were more nuance then but not much and then now it's like no we now we recognize there's a huge difference and Right. there's categories and there's incremental stuff. It's, it's granular. So now here's a whole bunch of names and I know that drives some people crazy, but I don't know. I like having names for stuff. We understand better. Why wouldn't you want that? Mm-hmm. You know, right. 
Yeah, exactly. And and it helps not just us understand people, but people to understand themselves and everybody just have a, a richer, better, fuller understanding of the of the world and 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 the people that live in it and how they interact with the world and and all that kind of stuff. This so. discussion would only be better if we were all smoking weed right now. <laughs> you know. What yeah, man. Yeah, what if? <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a, there's something there. Um, all right, well, Bobby, always uh, fascinating stuff. Always love talking about this sort of thing. And good news, if you liked it and you heard it at home and you're like, man, I sure could go for more. Good news is Bobby has a whole other podcast where he talks about scientific stuff. Bobby, tell people where to get it and how they get it. Yeah, my uh, weekly science podcast is called All Around Science, and uh, I'm going to be I'm probably going to at some point either this week or next week talk about this same thing with my co-host Mora and, and flesh it out a little bit and maybe go into some of the research that exists uh, that I know exists on uh, li- cognitive linguistics and stuff like that. So if you're interested in this topic, stay tuned because we're going to talk about it some more. The episode that just came out yesterday, we talked all about evolution with uh, one of our other favorite science communicators, uh, Nikki Ackerman. Oh, Dr. yeah. Nikki. Oh, yeah. She's great. She, yep, She's she came great. on the show. She's a biologist, and uh, she came on and talked to us about evolution, and we had a blast. Yeah. So we, we love having her on the show. Nothing wrong with her. She's doing really good stuff with Tom Merritt as well, so if you guys haven't heard some of her segments over there, you should check that out on her uh, yep. The Daily Tech News Show stuff. It's very, very good. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, Bobby, once again, and as always... We're glad to have you here. We'll catch you next time. Have a great week. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. See you, Bobby. <laughs> Science. Science. That's what that is. Science, um, bitch. We're going to get out of here. Uh, Randy, or we have an update on this Randy thing. Tell me what yeah, you found Icor, out. Yeah, Icor uh, posted. He said, uh, on today's TMS, we were talking about uh, who watched the new Sex in the City show uh, apparently, in episode uh, 543 of Film Sack, mm. I asked Randy if he's watching the new Sex in the City, and he says yes. And a minute later, Randy asks me to watch it since it has a different quote unquote feel to it, and he wants my opinion on it. Uh, that's I knew this discussion happened. Yeah. S- Samantha, he's holding Randy. back on you, he's not telling you no. everything. Busted, Randy. You ever wake it. up drowsy, uh, Samantha, and try and figure out, God, what happened in the last several hours? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because uh, Randy uh, got you drunk and then he watched the Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which episode was this? I bet I can find it. I have it right 543, here. Film Sack 543, which was. Was that Wild Things? I think it might have been the one before Wild Things. Oh, then I don't know if I have it. Maybe I do. I mean, I keep them all, but I don't. I don't number them. The problem with the, I kind of screwed up a long time ago. Film sack. I don't number each file, but oh, it's Hearts in Atlantis. Is that the one? Probably. Okay, yeah. one thirty-five. Here, watch this. When I was being a little kid, and there was a there. Hold on, one thirty-five. Here we go. It cools the throat. They're hardly even cigarettes at all. Uh huh. Yeah, oh. cools are hardly even cigarettes at all, man. They won't give you cancer. Man, how did that Gosh, yeah, uh, uh, just the voice. She sounds exactly like Cynthia Nixon. It's here you uncanny. go. Here you go. Ooh, weird me. Cools. They cool are you watching, the throat. They're hard- oh, she does kind of. Are you watching And Just Like That, Randy? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I can't oh. watch that. I can't even go near it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
you guys. Why? I'm glad okay, you wait. are. Well, hold on. I, I just, hate I Sex in the City. Scott. I hate it. I hate that show. I hate everybody in it. It's the most uh, middle-aged white lady problems. I freaking hate it. I okay, hate because it. I just want to make the case that this is different. Okay. okay. But it's, it's those a, it's characters and stuff. It's a, it's a different thing. Like, you know how they're making a fresh prince that has... Anyway, it goes on. Yeah. But there yeah. you go. Proof. Yeah. There you go. Sam, I think you you need to visit Randy in the night and poke him in the bum. No, I don't know what I said. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thanks for that, uh, Icor. Always uh, quick on the draw there, Kevin. Always good to hear uh, when he's paying attention to things. For all right. Sure. Uh, we're going to go real quick here. A reminder, the show is entirely uh, possible because you guys support us at patreon.com slash TMS. You want some real cool, unique art in the mail? Do you want bonus content every day? Do you want uh, bonus shows every week? Do you want play dates? Do you want all the fun things that we do around here? Well... You got to sign up to do it. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to do it. For everything else you're looking for, check out frogpants.com slash TMS. And a reminder, we did bump uh, Play Retro to today. That'll be at 3.30 Mountain Time. Hopefully my eyes won't be too dilated. It won't matter. We're doing it anyway, no matter what. So be here today, 3.30 for that. All right, Brian. Song time? Song? Well, yeah. Scott, song, because uh, I'm playing your request. You you, you actually used your own, you listen, you ate your own lunch. I did. And you uh, used the TMS song requester form to request a song yourself. This is, uh, oh, and I forgot to write down the name of the person he's covering, Marty Robbins. Yes. So this is Culture Wall, uh, one somebody you've mentioned as being a favorite uh, country, current country performer. Yep. And um, and his song Big Iron, which is a cover of uh, Marty Robbins, uh, he's done quite a few. He's done uh, Diamond Joe, which is Carrie, Kelly Harrell's Bobby Helms' Fraulein, uh, Mark Williams' Night Herding Song, Tie Knots and the Devil's Tale, stuff like that. But this is a good choice. This is uh, from the album Western Swing and Waltzes. This is some old style country, folks. And Love it. Yeah. Here is Coulter Wall. And oh, do you want to say anything? Well, the only thing I was going to add, I was just going to add um, the his new album's really good. And for those of you who are hearing me say this and going country, what? I thought you didn't like country. Not a big fan of mainstream country, never have been. But if you're looking for like an old soul, the dude's all of 25. He just turned 25. He's super young, but he sounds like he was lifted out of the 50s or something. Yeah, he does. He tells sure. these really, his original work is always really dark, cool stories. Uh, Kate McCannon's an amazing song that should be a movie or a TV show. Mm. Um, he has this amazing guttural, low, 60-year-old sounding voice. And it's just a cut above what anyone else is doing. In some ways, it's very retro. In other ways, it's it's very current. Uh, lots of stuff in between. And his covers are great. And a lot of you will remember this song, Big Iron, from playing um, Fallout New Vegas. That was the original was one of the songs that was always on the, the, the local Vegas radio station while you're out in the wastelands. And um, that's why I, where my first exposure to that song was that that's an mm-hmm. ancient song. Anyway, he does this amazing cover and I'm really glad Brian's playing it. So, uh, yeah. So here it comes. Uh, very exciting stuff. Thank you for playing that. Thank you all for listening and being here. Sure. We'll be back tomorrow with the Wednesday stuff. And uh, with Randy, lover of all things sex in the city. So check us out then. Bye. To the town of our field, old stranger, one fine lady. 
Hardly spoke folks around him Didn't have too much to say No one there to ask his business No one there to make a slip Stranger there among them Had a big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip It was early in the morning When he rode into the town Came riding from the south side, slowly looking all around. He's an outlaw, loose and running. Came a whisper from each lip, and he's here to do some business with the big iron on his hip. The big iron on his hip. In this town, and live an outlaw by the name of Texas Red. Many men had tried to take him and left many men were dead He was vicious and a killer, though a youth of twenty-four And the notches on his pistol numbered one and nineteen more One and nineteen more Now the strangers started talking, made it plain folks around was an Arizona Ranger, wouldn't be too long in town He came here to take an outlaw back to life or maybe dead And he said it didn't matter, he was after Texas Red After Texas Red Wasn't long before the story was relayed to Texas Red but the outlaw didn't worry, men that tried before were dead Twenty men that tried to take him, twenty men that made a slip Twenty-one would be the ranger with the big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip Well, the morning passed so quickly, it was time for them to meet it was twenty past eleven when they walked out in the street Folks were watching from the windows, everybody held their breath They knew this handsome ranger was about to meet his death About to meet his death There was forty feet between them when they stopped to make their play and the swiftness of the rangers still talked about today. Texas red and not clear leather for a bullet fairly ripped. And the ranger's aim was deadly with the big iron on his hip. The big iron on his hip. It was over in a moment and folks had gathered around. There before them lay the body of the outlaw on the ground Oh, he might have went on living, but he made one fatal slip When he tried to match the ranger with the big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip Big iron, big iron When he tried to match the ranger with the big iron on his hip
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Oh, ha, ha. Oh.